You are listening to episode 145 of the Game Deflators Podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody, here at the Game Deflators Podcast, we like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and we have a supreme time with one of our favorite burritos in today's Inflation Deflation Challenge. Oh, yeah. So this week we are joined by Haz of the Grief Burrito Podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm as severely hyped as always. I'm wearing my sweatpants. I'm ready to go. (laughs) Dressed to the nines, ready to record. Oh, yeah. They're bamboo as well. They're so fucking light and stretchy. I'm feeling particularly comfy today. I have not worn bamboo before. You're missing out. Really? Eco warrior. (laughs) Eco warrior. All right. I mean, I've worn hemp. Is it, what's the difference between, have you worn hemp before? Are you talking about like hemp and rope? Because I imagine yeah. that's quite coarse. <laughs> well, they make hemp clothing. I've had hemp shirts and such before. I've never had hemp. I'll, I'll try it out. Really? I'll try it out. Yeah, give that one a shot, but I'll have to try oh. out bamboo. Okay, that's our uh, our new clothes resolution for the year <laughs> uh, in the middle of July. All, yeah. August, August, it's August. August. Yeah. I'll throw one out there. Thai fisherman yep. pants. Thai, Thai fisherman, fisherman pants. Yeah, they're super comfy. They're like, really wide and they've got like some strings that you use to tie like the belt on it and they're just like oh. so flowy they're like they look like somebody would do yoga in them uh, that's actually like what i've got on right now yeah so that's like the same thing <laughs> i'm gonna have to appease our listeners and just yeah. suggest no pants that's probably the best way to go if you're at home yeah. go with no pants no pants that i mean that's how i am right now um <laughs> please don't <laughs> no, stand no. up yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry we're not recording the video so oh god good. it's swinging it's swinging <laughs> <laughs> you're so generous yeah. uh so yeah we've got has on this week and uh ryan we don't have an inflation deflation unless you got a surprise for us here at the end um, no no it's just no. force a habit i i was actually gonna say on today's episode of the game deflators podcast but it just you know i start and it just comes out there's no stopping it once once you know <laughs> You can't stop a moving train. It's like a roving torrent. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as you know, we talk about our um, you know recent pickups are currently playing. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of, as a guest, we'll throw it over to you. Have you picked any games okay. up recently? Anything nerdy? I, I've, see, I've been delving into Game Pass recently. I've been checking yes. out all the new ones that come on there. Like, yes. Exactly. Game Pass <laughs> is amazing. But I feel like it makes me skimp on spending like to pick up new games because everything's all digital pretty much but as you, as we mentioned before we started i have just started skyrim for the first time ever and i'm i i really enjoyed it because i invited a listener to join me on uh discord stage have you seen discord stage you know no is? i haven't checked that out so it's kind of like Twitter's new spaces, you know, where you can invite people to do like a, a public talk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he could watch me playing and talk to me and broadcast it to Twitch and record it all at the same time. Oh, wow. And it was a really, really nice experience. I definitely enjoyed it more with him being there because it's definitely got like a crazy level of jank to it. Like people might kick off for me to say that the combat is quite janky, but it's kind of in a charming way. It's kind of like when you watch a deer, like a baby deer, learn to walk, and they're like, yeah. it's, it feels proper scrabbly, the combat. But, you know, I'm going to stick with it. I, I want to see where cute. it goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I've said this before on our show that Bethesda games have never really captured me. Like, I tried Oblivion, couldn't get into it. I think I tried, what was the one before Oblivion? Uh, Morrowind. Morrowind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, some of my friends love that, but I was like, this is too janky for me to even try um but yeah i i, I want to stick with it and see where it goes um it better if you guys want to come on you're welcome to join us on the discord stage and we'll do it all together sometime if you want it's it's so fun i've had so many times like going back to skyrim like i okay. started in 2011 and then when they came out with the connect mm-hmm. uh they added all kinds of connect features so you could do like the voice talk you could like foos roda at your tv oh amazing and it never worked. But the one thing I drove never everybody did. in the house crazy because I'd be walking around. I'd be like, quick save, quick save. Because instead of having oh. to go in and hit the button like in the menu, you could just say it. and It does it. And it's like as often as you die in that game from something stupid. Yeah. People I, I could definitely see nuts. you die all the time. Like I, I, I died because I tried to free a prisoner. And then I, I even gave the prisoner a sword, a shield, and armor, and he didn't do anything with it. And then we just got killed. 
Yeah, I haven't I haven't played Skyrim yet. I played uh some Oblivion years okay. ago and that was about How did you it. Find that? Uh I liked it. I mean, but yeah. I, I'm more of a Fallout guy myself. So I just yeah, like that I, setting. I can't get into those either. I don't know why. It's I, all the I same, like the that's why. Well, yeah, they're all, the, all same. the same. Yeah. It's kind of like Assassin's Creed. Once you played one, you played them all. Yeah. Uh so yeah, with um with Sky or with Oblivion it, it was okay. Uh, the, the bit I played, I probably played about six, seven hours of that game. And I just couldn't get into it the same I could with Fallout. Uh, so something right. I, I, that back then I was like, Ryan, I, I started games and I didn't complete mm-hmm. them. And I just kind of threw them aside. Um, so I ended up playing Fallout 3. At that <laughs> Sly dig that. <laughs> I mean, I, no, that's 100% me, except for these games. Like I've played like hundreds of hours of each of these games. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I have not. I've played hundreds of hours of Fallout, but I have not played hundreds of hours of Skyrim or Oblivion. So in, in the you know, in, in that the cross gaming compatibility between you two then, do Ryan, do you prefer more medieval games and John, do you prefer more modern games then? I mean, I like them both. Uh I uh-huh. definitely think that I've spent more time with Skyrim just because like it feels so much easier to like get lost in that world. Whereas like I, I always find like fallout three was fun back in the mm-hmm. day. And then new Vegas is awesome. But like after that, like I couldn't get into four and I was never even going to try 76. And I'm not really concerned <laughs> about what's in the future of Fallout. Like I feel like I've kind of been there and seen the wastelands and everybody says the computer games were better, but I'm not yeah. a PC gamer and I'm never going to really go back to those. So I think, for me, Fallout's kind of just kind of like on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to answer okay. your question on me, I'm kind of the same for Ryan, a little bit of both. So uh, I enjoy a lot of post-apocalypse type of games, and okay. I enjoy a lot of post-apocalypse TV shows. So that's kind of Aye. where that comes into play. But love the Dark Souls franchise, which kind of has that medieval tie to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've played other medieval games and such in the past, so it's not beyond me to play those types of games. It's more so the fact that I just I like good games, and I just don't think that the Oblivion Skyrim series is as good as it's hyped up to be. In a okay. sense, I thought you were just going to blanket the statement. They're not good games, They're and I can hear games. the clack of keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> Are you more one way or the other? Hmm. Well, he's Zelda. That's all he's I'm a I'm a big Zelda boy. I'm a big Zelda boy. I'll 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 stick with that. But I do love some futuristic games as well. Like I, I you know I love Halo. I like Gears of War. Did you big do AAA the? Games like that. What was the uh, one that came out? The Outer Worlds. I not did the start Outer Wilds. One, the other actually. one. Yeah. Out, yeah. I actually tried them both. But yeah, okay. uh, out, Outer Worlds. I did like more than Fallout. I will say that I did play a, quite a few hours into that. Haven't gone back to it yet just because new things keep coming out on Game Pass. And where I love Game Pass, it's like it's the Netflix problem. I'll yeah. scroll through it like there's I'm, I spend more time scrolling through it than I do playing games. And it really winds me up, especially in lockdown. Um, there is actually one I did just start as well, which is probably my most recent like pickup, I suppose. And it's a uh, split gate. Have you heard of split gate? Mm-mm. it sounds no. familiar maybe i saw it on game pass like on the screen or something i highly recommend trying it um it's been all over the gaming news sphere at the moment because it's had such a giant boost in player base and it's only a beta it's something like 500 bajillion players are currently playing it all the time like so many people are playing it don't fact check my numbers listeners just so you know um it's Is like the crossing with portals Yes, it's crossing oh, Halo, yes, like I modern Halo with portal guns. Yeah, and it is very cool because you can shoot bullets through the portals as well. So you can shoot rockets through. You've got a little jetpack to jump. And I was absolutely plapping shop on that game last night. It was so much fun. It's cross-play as well, and it's apparently it's forever free to play. So anyone can play it. You guys want to play? I'll give you my friend code. Listeners, you want to play? I'll give you my friend code. Let's do it. So I How cross-play is it? uh pretty cross play I, I, I okay so i ran into the problem i just got game pass like two weeks ago okay. and i was like all right me my boys we're gonna get down on some ascent me and the boys and yeah we couldn't because they bought it on steam and it's only like cross play with game pass and microsoft so it's like had they not oh. bought the game and invested in a month of game pass we could have played but because they bought it on steam we couldn't Weird. and a lot of the games i started delving into 
it seems like Sea of Thieves is going to be something we could play, but a lot of other games don't really have that cross compatibility with Steam. That's very strange. I didn't know that was a stipulation. So I, I play on Xbox and I was playing with Ryan from Pixie Podcast. Shout out to him if you if you listen. Um, he's playing on PS4 as far as I'm aware. So that definitely works. I don't know about PC. This The Sea of Thieves thing, we did have a problem when I was playing with a streamer called uh, Nine Rain. A lot of people might know him from YouTube. We played some Sea of Thieves and he had some problems getting on on as well, actually, from you know from PC to connecting with me on Xbox. Hmm. Uh, John, what were you about to say? You were going to say... Oh, I was going to ask you, uh, was it Plop Shop? Uh, for our American listeners, we might need a, a translation. Oh, plapped. Uh, plapped so shot, got... yeah. <laughs> uh, so pap is like shit, and plap is when you get a kill. So you can be like all plap, no pap, or all pap, no plap. If you, it was a weird coin term between <laughs> me and a couple of other podcasts. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. So if you're plapping, you're doing well. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but if you're doing the opposite, then not so. If you're well. papping, you're doing shit. Okay, that's good. Ryan, Sorry, you need start... to beat me. It's all in the L's. We got to start is, using yeah. that. Yeah. L's Plopping are powerful. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much in gaming. The L's aren't so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anything else uh, other than like Skyrim, I guess you kind of just ran through a good bit of what you're playing right now. Anything like yeah. that you're like you're engaged with fully and like that's what you're sticking to or the game pass just kind of has you in that Netflix vibe, like you said. Uh, I did start the ascent like um, like Ryan just said with the uh, with the game pass. As far as games that I'm sort of married to, I. I'm still playing a little bit of. Uh, I actually just gone back to start Gears of War again, the the remaster, the ultimate edition, which is a lot better than I remembered. Uh, is that since, inspired by your interview? I heard you talking yeah, since, to the author. Yeah. <laughs> since talking to Karen Travis, yeah, because that that was a bit of a mind blowing interview for me because for following her work since well since about 2011, like I've, I've been reading, I've read all of her Halo and Gears of War novels. Uh, we've even got her Star Wars novels, which we didn't touch on. But yeah, since doing that, it's maybe want to get back into the universe. So I've gone back and I think I'm going to play through all, all of them again. Are those on Game Pass? They are <laughs> all on Game Pass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I stopped at like two, I think. I would like to go back. Oh, three's good. Also. Three, two, two of the stories, brilliant. The online is okay. Wasn't as good as one, but three, the online was brilliant and the story's great. It's very, very different. And it brings in characters from the novels as well, which is really cool. And somewhere in Canada, Jason of Corpse Slug Gaming, his ears are ringing from all of his talk of Gears of War. Like he's going to come on the podcast right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, I'm I'm super wrapped up in the Game Pass right now too. Like I'm revisiting Halo for the first time. I was checking out your guys' nice. Instagram the other day, and I saw some uh, Night in the Woods, which I've been dying to play that game like since it oh, came out, and it's on Game so Pass. Good. So I'm checking that out. Play, I got I played like, it four times now in a row. <laughs> really? Is that yeah, good? I need I to get it. back to it then. Mm-hmm. yeah you should i recommend I need to get it. game pass oh yeah i mean i downloaded weird. like yeah. i filled up my series s like in a week just downloading <laughs> stuff just adding stuff i was like bug fables yeah i definitely want to play that yeah it's very <laughs> hard to do it like i i almost i i feel like i'm being a bit of an xbox like game pass shill right now like i'm almost selling it but i am tempted to cancel it just to make me stick with a game mm-hmm. and then you know restart it and go back to another game after like that i'm i'm toying with that at the moment oh never again i'm never going back i'm never i'm never going to make it past level two of any game for the rest of my life (laughs) well has i mean you've seen the game collection or the wall that i've got and that's Mm -hmm. grown tremendously so i kind of had the same issue in a sense right i don't have this game pass where i'm scrolling through consistently but like you i like to stand in front of this wall and think that i have nothing to play yeah (laughs) yeah you've got the analog version like the old style version of literally like it's the blockbuster problem for you not the netflix problem yeah (laughs) i'm stuck in a stuck in the 90s at this point um but yeah i guess uh we can jump into i guess some of what i'm playing right now my current pickup so ryan is you know we've been experiencing the last few weeks he kind of got me back into magic the gathering pretty heavily so that's been an experience so i've been looking at deck builds and purchasing cards left and right just picked up a bunch of fetch lands yesterday and started working on my legacy goblins deck as well um so i picked up some cards yeah it's it's been a a little wacky uh, for the most part but i've been digging through a lot of my old piles of cards too Mm -hmm. and oh my god am i finding like some good value you know it is when you're sitting there for a stack of cards you're like 15 dollars, 15 dollars. you're just like pulling out these random cards that are like now worth money that they were 10 years ago 
it feels good, doesn't it? It's uh, I'm glad you brought up trading cards because like you got a Pokemon magic card is... in your hand. Yeah, we saw that. Don't, uh, did don't you pretend. see them? Yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. just like going through them. I wanted to show you this that I found. Speaking of old cards, this is like Ooh. all of my Gen One shinies. Oh. Oh. The Blastoise. I got a Blastoise yeah. in my first pack of Pokemon cards I Same. ever Same. Me too. That's what I got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this one, there's a Misty's one there. I, I don't, might not even be able to see it because of this camera. It's there. Oh, yeah, actually has, it. it has pre-release printed in the shiny. Nice. Got some crazy nice. bits. Like, but Magic's one that's always passed me by. Like, how Have you played it from the whole time then? Oh God, I wish. <laughs> no, <laughs> I uh, I started Magic in 2009, and I've been okay. on and off. So I was pretty heavy for about, I'd say about five to six years. I was pretty heavy in it, and then had a little dry spell of about a year or so, two years. Moved out to Arizona where we're at now, and then I've had on and off dry spells over the last few years where I'll, I'll pick it up. I'll play in some tournaments. I'll drop it off. I'll pick it back up and so on. Okay. But uh, a lot of what they have right now is pretty exciting. So they've yeah. got uh, a Dungeons and Dragons set that they just released. Uh, they also wow. released a remastered set of Time Spiral, which is one of my favorite sets. <clears throat> so they released that recently. They have a Warhammer 40K set that will be coming out pretty soon. Oh, God, I can hear Jordan also... sweating. Oh, my oh God. My God. <laughs> I know. That's what got me motivated to get back into it was like okay. my buddy was getting into Warhammer painting again. Mm -hmm. So I picked up some some of those and then like the set's coming out and it's like, OK, well, now I got to get back into magic. Well, and then the best one, they have a Lord of the Rings set that's going to be coming out here pretty soon as well. Oh, shit. That's to go with the new Prime series, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, so... Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, actually, when we were in New Zealand, they were talking about how they were going to be filming uh, not too long after we had left because uh, we went to Hobbiton. So they're going to oh, be doing nice. some filming out in Hobbiton for that series. So that's pretty oh, cool. God. I, I mean, I guess I they built it. They could film every Lord of the Rings anything in that same location for the rest of forever because it's well, always so, going to be oh, there. Will. Hobbiton, the way it was set up is it was created for like the, the original trilogy and then they tore mm -hmm. the entire thing down and then they rebuilt it for the Hobbit movie or that series yeah. and then they just decide to keep it at that point. yeah they've just made it a permanent fixture haven't they so you yeah. can go and visit and i really want to go it's just it's so damn far it's like so <laughs> far away <laughs> for you it's for you it's a 25 hour flight i think yeah man. out there yeah yeah like it's long you're like smack dab in that middle section yeah. yeah we actually we met some people that were um from the uk when we were out there and they were talking to us about how it was just a crazy flight yeah, a mate of mine moved out there. I might just have to turn up at his door one day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been discussing moving out there as well at some point. But yeah, um, yeah it, it was beautiful. I uh, absolutely loved it. And having a, a drink in the Green Dragon was... Oh, was really? The, the pinnacle. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> oh, that's got to be It comes cool. in pints. <laughs> but it does. It was super cool, man. And uh, it's just part of the experience. So they do like the whole tour and everything. And uh, there are no hobbits, unfortunately. <laughs> so it's just hobbit Let holes down. everywhere. And yeah. then you have a drink at the Green Dragon. And um, I think they serve food there. Yeah, they did serve food there. So lots Good of pies. pies, I bet. Yep, yeah. lots of pies. Yeah, that's my favorite. That was my favorite part of New Zealand, pies. I bet. <laughs> um, <laughs> every type of pie you can think of. Uh, but yeah, so Magic is a big one uh, as far as pickups are concerned. And in gaming-wise, uh, I don't I actually didn't pick up any games this week. Now <gasps> I think about it. You let us down. I think I'm you know what? Leave. No, no, because Magic the Gathering counts as nerdiness, so it's oh, it it's does. in there. It does. Yeah, it, it does. does. It does. Uh, but as far as currently playing is concerned, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I'm still playing God of War on the PS4. Uh, okay. I haven't picked it up this past week. I uh, didn't have a chance to because I've been planning D&D campaign stuff, planning all my Magic decks and all that, so I haven't been able to jump into a video game this week, but I do intend to jump back into God of War Um probably tomorrow if not tonight let's okay. see how that goes yeah sweet sweet yeah it's good stuff ryan game pass yeah. is, that, is that what you're doing just playing game pass yeah uh still working my way through uh halo um not odyssey got... no, no mario odyssey no 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 mario odyssey i did charge my switch and okay. and take it out and set it on my lap for about an hour and then didn't play it and so you know i thought about just playing feel it why <laughs> Well, he just um, loves the feel. See, yeah. doing the new game's resolution has given me this complex about like, well, that's the only game I'm allowed to play then. So yeah. I'm constantly feeling this pressure to play the game. Like, I don't know if you heard, I gave up on Persona 4. 
I was supposed to beat that last year. He you did were. play. I know. <laughs> I'm disappointed. He did play Blue's Clues, I, I, though. I did. And you know what? It was awesome. Do they oh, have Blue's nice. Clues in the UK? Uh, yeah, yeah, we know it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. I yeah, wanted to uh, see like a let's play of you playing it. I'm kind of disappointed. No, we have. I, I know that's. It, it's not. It's not very long. It's just on uh, Instagram. Yeah. It's just me kind of panning over from Blue's Clues to Ryan, saying like, "Do you enjoy it?" And he's like, "Yeah, this is the best day of my life." Oh, see, I good. wanted a Twitch stream. I wanted a full like breaking Man, it we down. We don't have those behind setup. the game. We don't have those capabilities here on the Game Inflators. Yeah, you do. I believe in you guys. We we do have an Elgato. It's still in box. We need to take like a three day weekend and just get our lives together, John. That way we can start meeting everyone's expectations. <laughs> yeah, we really do. But to be honest, like where I have that system set up, I don't know if there's like an efficient way to stream uh, because okay. it it is set up in my loft and it's just like an older HDTV up there with no like crazy capabilities to it. Um, and okay. there's no laptop or anything else set up in that area. So streaming would be kind of a pain in the ass to do on a week to week basis. Yeah, I suppose if you're doing re- like real games from the consoles, you'd have to do it legally on the PC, wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so yeah, exactly. So there's ways to be able to, you know, stream it and kind of get it connected and everything to the PC. Uh, cause yeah. I know that's been done. We have years. an Elgato, we've just never really figured it out. Yeah. We haven't tried to figure it out. That's that's the key thing. Hey, I tried. I think he it's took just the Elgato. John to keep it mint in box like everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I actually open my games for the most part. Yeah, I know you do. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what else you got, man? So, uh, uh that's, Blue's Clues Odyssey are obviously not being played. Yeah, that's that's really all I got. That's it? No pickups? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I want to get more magic cards, but I'm going to be... You, John sent me a list earlier this week of like 20 casual decks for like under 20 bucks. So it's oh, like, nice. at this point, instead of wasting money buying packs, I'm better off just like buying singles. And that's kind of where the hobby loses me in general. Because it's like... Okay. The fun for me is opening the packs and just kind of like messing around with your friends and doing whatever you have with what you have. Mm-hmm. But it's like, like perfect example before I got back into magic because John's my guy for magic. I can always do magic with John. He's the magic I was man. like kind I of interested in getting some Pokemon cards because it was like the hot thing. Everybody was getting yeah. back into Pokemon cards. So I got some and I sat down and I was like, oh, I'll try to like build a deck or something. And then I was like instantly like, oh, wait, no, that's. That's not really how it works. I need to go online and buy four copies of all of the $35 shinies. And that's how you play yeah. trading card yeah. games. Yeah. It's, uh, I've been doing the same with the, the more recent Pokemon cards as well. And I decided that, I, well, me and my girlfriend have both been going out each week and getting them. And we're getting like the ETBs, which are the elite trainer boxes. And I stupidly decided that I wanted to get this set called Hidden Fates which has a lot of the Gen 1 Pokemon because they're the ones that I know and they're mm. the ones that, you know, it helps me rekindle my childhood. Now I'm approaching 30 yeah. in a few weeks. I'm like, I want to be a kid again. So I've been like grabbing like these, like the ETBs, which are like the pretty I got cool like three of them. Boxes. Same, that's what I did. And I've, I'm straining so hard because there is still a sealed one underneath my desk right now that I'm like, it's going to grow in value, which it probably will. Um but they're, they're pretty great packs, to be fair. Like the ones you saw me in my hand before is because I was going through it. Like I got all those super rares from one ETB. Me and wow. my girlfriend both got a Charizard. Nice. Nice. From both of our things. So I got a Charizard, a Bonnet, a Gyarados, a Greninja, which is like the number six yeah. chase card, a Mewtwo, and an Onix. And then nice. got all those from the rest that we've been buying. Like it's become a bit of an addiction again, and it's kind of worrying. You know, <laughs> as he like holds them up to his chest. As I cradle them, like, don't take them. <laughs> I mean, the cool thing that I love about Pokemon cards that they don't do with magic is you get that like little QR code and you get like a whole pack of online cards to you play do. the online version. Yeah, like, that's sick if, if... that you can build both at the same time. That's right. And it, what's cool about that is well, some people think it's cool. Some people think it's not cool you don't always guarantee you're going to get the ones that you get in the pack. So you get different ones. However, if you buy the big packs, like, uh, I've got them to show you. One sec, I'll grab you this just to show you. Uh, so you get these as well, which are these giant shinies, oh, yeah. which are really cool. Like they're proper cards. <clears throat> so when you buy those special packs, you do get that card as a code. So you're guaranteed to get the special one that you wanted in the deck. 
and then you get a load of extra other cards as well, which is pretty cool. The the app to play is pretty pretty pap. Not gonna lie. Not that's the, the that's the bad one, right? Yeah. 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 That's the one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. the one. Hey, plapping. Uh, <laughs> it's not plapping. It's papping. Well, and I don't think it works on a bunch of platforms either. Uh, I have to play it on my iPad. And it's I think really, that's it. I think it's like iPad yeah. and computer, and that's it. So that's I'm about it. to open your eyes, both of you. If you play Magic the Gathering Arena, you can play mm-hmm. it on your computer, your phone, other devices, and it's free. They automatically give you some sort of starter deck that you can play with, and then you get coins over time to be able to do things like drafts and build up your decks and purchase new cards. The coins, all free. Ah, nice. Yeah, I, I was doing a bit of reading about it because I was think because I started doing the Pokemon, I was thinking of getting into Magic, but I don't think I can commit that much of my salary to more pieces of paper. <laughs> <laughs> See, they yeah. have the they have lots of cool stuff. Like I just learned they have this uh, format Commander, which is like you've got a hundred card deck and you can only have a single of each card, and you've got like one dude who's like. You don't have to like draw him or anything. He's just your commander and you can play him and he does like special stuff. So it's like instead of trying to just like get, you know, my best 10 cards versus your best 10 cards, you know, who's going to kill the other person on turn two. It's like a lot more elaborate of a game that makes it more like Hearthstone then, doesn't it? Uh, You have your champion at the like double down on all your stuff, too. Hmm. I think you can play like up to two to four copies of cards in Hearthstone. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of different formats in Legacy in uh in Magic. I mean, you've got the Legacy, Modern, Standard, Vintage, Commander. There's Popper, which is actually kind of nice because it's uh the Popper is like all common cards for the most part, so it's super super cheap for the most part to get into when you create a deck on there. And okay. uh, drafting is a fun way as well. So if you ever decide like I want to give it a shot, drafts are usually for us about twenty U.S. dollars. And they'll give you right. like four packs and you just pass and go. And you just give each other, like you'll pull one card, put it in for what's going to be your deck. And you just keep passing cards till everybody extinguishes that one pack and you start it up again. And you create like a, it's essentially a sealed or limited 40 card deck. And they, the shop gives you the lands and everything. You just play a tournament with like what you pulled. Um, nice. It's an easy way to collect cards, get into it. And uh, it's the most fun in, way, but it, you've got to open yeah. new packs every time. So it's like, <laughs> the most like ah we got your money but then yeah. there's also but see here's the thing though with that tournament style if you pay twenty dollars you're essentially paying like a couple dollars goes to the shop for running it uh three or say 12 bucks is going to actually like the packs themselves that you're purchasing and getting your cards out of and vendors prize pool money so at the end of the day you could still win and get more packs you could I've, I've got a tip for you what you could do um i did something ryan ask me what i did ask me cast me an ask would you do an ask card? What did I do? Uh, I used my limited company to import Pokemon cards to get them at cost price. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so nice. you could not saying, you know, tips for the listeners, but you could, if you say had a podcast, you could turn it into a company, a limited company, and you could import the cards that way. Mm-hmm. And then you could sell them. Like I sell Pokemon cards on the Grief Burrito website now. And then oh, that's really? something our Patreon subscribers get. They get 10% off sick sounds mm-hmm. to me like shout out to the green burrito and... podcast your source for pokemon yeah, cards for pokemon you, international cards. ship yeah. it sounds like yeah. ryan yeah. and i are yeah. starting an llc there you go so i think it's like 30, i think it's 13 pounds to start a, a a company in the uk so i did that and the savings work out much better hmm. i think we might have to do that i there do have go. a separate company though ryan so maybe uh maybe my realty company can have Pokemon cards for sale. John, Magic I'm going to take this approach the same way I've taken all of our ventures together. I'm going to let you do everything and I'll show up. Yeah. <laughs> I'd play with the cards. <laughs> I'd play with the cards. I, it, so I'm waiting for Ryan to come over one of these days because I've got multiple 5,000 count boxes of cards, like big oh five row boxes and I'm stuff upstairs. And uh, I'm just waiting for him to one day just come into the house and just sit down and just be surrounded by cards. Yeah. Just, Pulling. You should get a picture, you know, like on the on the Suicide Squad film where the Joker's got like all the knives around him. You should do one oh, with all yeah, cards just, just like... laying the floor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon plushies and magic cards yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Uh but Ryan, I think uh your thing that you're not recognizing yet with magic, and and you will, don't worry, it comes with time, is magic is more than just opening up the packs. It is all about the deck construction and the flexibility that you have with the decks because you're looking at 
I mean, I built magic decks. Like I was into it for like a few years, but like the thing is like, I just, it's, you have to sit back with me and do it. You're talking like, I need to get back into that mindset. Yeah. You're talking like 25 years of card history. It's too many cards. Oh, I know, but it's 20. No, it's about 26 to 27 years of cards that you can go back into for casual play. We just have to sit back, make some fun casual decks and just have a go at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. well, let's jump into our articles that we have. Uh, Nothing super crazy, you guys, like, you know, having to dig in deep and have a deep, thoughtful discussion on this, but just kind of our overall opinions. the first one here that I found thought would be pretty cool was the 15 greatest video games of the 2000s ranked. We're all kind of the same age. We all grew up in that era with video games. Uh, so Ryan, if you want to run through the list here, it's by Kiza McDonald and uh, Keith Stewart at The Guardian, actually. Uh, that wrote this one up, right? Very fancy list. So Ryan, if you got oh. it up, if you want to run through it. All righty. So uh, starting at number 15, we've got Left for Dead. Uh, we've got, got Rez. At 14, Wii Sports coming in at number 13. Number 12, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. 11, Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, Guitar Hero 2 coming in at 10. Silent Hill 2 at number 9. Elder Scrolls bringing it back at uh, number 8, Oblivion. Uh, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. All right, stop. Bioshock. Oh, what? He said that one's good. That one's very good. uh bioshock at six metal gear solid two sons of liberty at number five halo combat evolved coming at number four deus ex the sims at number two and number one grand theft auto san andreas how did deus ex and the sims beat halo so yeah they don't guardian that's why we don't no one reads the fucking guardian (laughs) there we go (laughs) i think i think this is a fair list i mean all of these lists you know, these games on this list were like huge touchstones when they came out. They were all definitely best in class for the type of game and genre that they yeah. were. And they really helped set up modern gaming, you know, based off of all of these things. My biggest problem with this list is like, I, I haven't played everything on there, first of all. But I think that a few things are missing. I think that WoW, Half-Life 2, and Resident Evil 4 all definitely deserve spots on that list maybe in place of a few other things that are on there but like obviously if it was a top 20 you'd have room to squeeze some more things in there anyways you have to excuse ryan he is a resident evil 4 fuck boy so <laughs> uh, there so resident evil 4 is gonna make on any list he has yeah yeah best game of all the, the best breakfast spreads it comes on everything the best bread resident Evil. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, there's a couple on there that i'm i'm a little confused about like i get that they're trying to fit in like you said best of class like there's a lot of different genres that they're trying to fill there like what else is but, the best sim game but the sims exactly but like i don't i wouldn't class that as the top one of the top games like it is it's a good game but the best bit about it is building the bit the, the house so it, really it's an architectural mm. simulator well i, I think the I'd thing argue. is there's like before I, casual phone gamers casual mm-hmm. gamers would sit at computers and play the sims like the that sims, was like yeah. a huge game especially for like uh i, I, I don't know anybody so, that was into like just like more you know not really having to be active in the game kind of thing like yeah. I would argue the best part of the Sims wasn't so much the house building, but the morbid component of locking your Sims in the pool. For <laughs> yeah, the taking the ladder away. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like with, uh, what is it? The zoo version of the Sims where you just unleash all the tigers on everybody. I forget what that one's called. Isn't it oh, zoo, like tycoon? zoo Tycoon? Zoo Tycoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you build a zoo and then you just, you get all these great visitors and you've built everything up and you say, all right, release the tigers. I didn't know that was a thing. And now I'm interested to play Zoo Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever played any I think I played some roller coaster tycoon at like a friend's house but like those those games totally passed me by. I never got into any of the Sims really. I had the first one and mm-hmm. I it didn't hold my attention very much. Yeah, I mean with this list um I mean Guitar Hero 2 for example, my preference would be like number 3. You know, I Yeah, that's I, was that I in the yeah. 0000s though. Uh well, this was 2000. So, here's the thing. It's 
harmonics, right? And they released God knows how many Guitar Heroes over a span of several years. Yeah. Uh, 2006 was this release. So let's look at Guitar Hero 3. I'm gonna. Oh, it guess, has to have been 2007. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to guess it was like 2008, 2009. Eight um, at the latest. There's no way there was two years between those games. <laughs> no, you were right, sir. 2007. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah World like, Tour was later on, wasn't it? Wasn't World Tour the next one? Uh, Guitar knows? Hero World Tour. Didn't that come out was later? Nine, maybe? Uh, Guitar Hero World Tour. Uh, that one came out in 2008. Oh, wow. They were pumping yeah. those out. And then they did DJ Hero, which I remember everyone went mad for. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now your everyday thrift store or secondhand shop has a DJ yeah. Hero turntable. You know, it's yeah. kind of a. You can't have a thrift store or anything unless you have a DJ Hero table on your shelf. I yeah. remember working yeah. at Target and just like shelves full of like. It was like either Guitar Hero or Rock Band. I don't remember which one, but like the Aerosmith release. And it's like nobody was buying it. My brother yeah. bought that. And I was just like, why? I got the why Beatles one. That's another that was like the why? first one I Even bought. Even as someone from the UK, I'm like, why did you buy that? I know, it, was, like I... it was the first one I bought. And I got it so I could play with my dad. He was a huge oh, Beatles okay. guy. Yeah. I grew yeah. up listening to the Beatles because my mom was a huge fan. It's all we ever listened to in the car. Every single day was just Beatles music. So I... I, I might as well have been born in the UK at that point. Yeah. And I still ask why. Like, And it kind of comes down to like even the Metallica one. Like I like Metallica, but I would never want to just keep playing every Metallica song on mm -hmm. Guitar Hero or Rock Band because that's that's the beauty of those games. Just the flexibility of having all of these different types of genres of rock and being able to play them. Why kind of pigeon your, pigeonhole yourself into... Pigeon you a hole, band? did you say? <laughs> pigeon you a hole. Yeah, no, pigeonhole. Yeah. Uh, into one specific uh, band it just doesn't make any sense to me yeah i mean so. that was one of the great things about um the guitar hero and, and i suppose dj hero as well on a on a you know on some level i found a lot of bands i wouldn't usually listen to or come into contact with from playing those games like there was I remember there was filter they were that there was a song on there hey man nice shot that was a pretty good song yeah which mm -hmm. i found out the singer from those is the t1000's brother from terminator 2 oh really yeah huh. I didn't Robert know that. Patrick's brother, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I got a question about a game on this list. Number 13, Wii Sports. Is Wii Sports one of the best games? Like, it's definitely probably one of yeah. the best-selling games because yeah, it came well, with every it came Wii. with the Wii. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would say, though, Wii Sports, to an extent, is one of the most influential games of that era. I mean, you did have baseball and boxing and golf and all these other things. that It brought on the bowling. waggle. Yeah. It, it brought a lot of people into gaming, a lot of casual gamers. So I think when you look at it from that perspective, not necessarily a fantastic game, because I mean, what is it? Basically a PS2 era game. Yeah. <laughs> That's all yeah. it is, right? It's, it's just With... because it's the first game to do a lot of what it did, like uh -huh. to, to work in the motion controls with the that wacky little Wiimote that they had. It was a very it was cool at the time. Like uh, we had a lot of fun because I think I was the first one to get a Wii out of me and my friends. So we'd have loads of us at my house all getting drunk at 15 or whatever it was, but <laughs> uh, you know, playing on Wii sports. And we found that if you bowled away from the TV and bowling, you always got a strike. Hmm. Well, it's, I it's so interesting. That. It's the only motion control game. It's the only Wii game, like out of all of that, that happened, like, the yeah. most prolific thing they ever did was the very first simplest freebie pack in nothing ever expanded beyond that to like really take control in any meaningful way. Otherwise there would be something else on this list. Probably. Yeah. Like, I, I would almost preface that uh warrior where smooth moves was better for all the different modes that it did with this little, uh, what did they call it? The, the movement baton. I think they called yeah, it in a very smooth voice. <laughs> I missed all of those games too. I I want to get. Oh, I, there's coming out with like one a new Warrior one, right? There is for the Switch. I I highly mm -hmm. recommend getting it. They're very good fun. They're a lot of fun actually. Mm -hmm. We got to do one for the podcast. We haven't done one yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say my biggest question on here. I, I've got two. Right? Why is Final Fantasy X not on this list? I thought that about that, mm -hmm. but I just think that it was more Final Fantasy. Like obviously, it looked absolutely gorgeous, but I mean beyond that it really never did anything like new like i see innovation in all of these games and yeah, how yeah. they change things final fantasy 10 didn't really i mean well it didn't influence it was... how 11 or 12 were because those were totally different 
No, but yeah. it was groundbreaking in a sense of the cinematic experience that was tied to it, along with the voice acting and the and the story component. It's arguably one of the best, and I think in Japan they consider it the best Final Fantasy of all time, uh, per one of our podcast episodes we did a long time ago. So, you know, I think that in itself deserves, even if it was like number 15, it deserves a spot over to Sims. Like, surely it deserves a spot over to Sims. Yeah, <laughs> I can agree with that. <laughs> uh, the other one I had a question on, though, was Shadow of the Colossus. How can you put Shadow of the Colossus over Eco? I think, you know, everybody does. Like, but, like in terms of spectacle, well it's just you could see, like, the impact of that. Like, Eco may have done, like, a lot of stuff, but, like, you can look at Shadow of the Colossus and be like, okay, I see what you're talking about here. I've never seen anything else do this before. Have you beat mm-hmm. Eco though? I've never even played it. So Eco is above and beyond much better than Shadow of the Colossus. Like hundred times better. Okay. The the puzzle components of that game were beyond anything else I'd ever played at that point. Uh the fact that you pretty much only had a stick uh and a torch to battle shadow monsters while toting around a blind girl in a castle that you had no idea about uh was also a big part of it. And the story um, believe it or not, was actually very compelling for that. Along with the graphics, it was another, in a sense, a groundbreaking game. If you don't have Eco, you don't have Shadow of the Colossus. Like, if you think about it in that respect, Eco was what set Shadow of the Colossus up. If Eco is a failure, there's no Shadow of the Colossus. When did Eco come out? Uh, I think like 2002. I remember having my official PlayStation magazine uh, and seeing all of this stuff for Eco. I had 2001 it came out. But like, I um, feel like wow. I've seen more stuff iterate on what Shadow of the Colossus did. Like, I guess oh. I don't know. Like, I think whenever I think of Eco, all I think of is that it was a game where you were like forever holding somebody's hand and carrying them with you through like as like a, you know, total long character. Has have you played Eco yet or no? Uh, I've not played either because I've never had a PlayStation. What? Get off our podcast. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo Boy, remember? Nintendo I Boy. I know, I know, I know. You got the big Zelda poster in the back. Well, now you're an Thank Xbox you. Xbox uh, shill, so. I am, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, you should definitely pick up Eco if you get a chance. And you've got the PS4 remastered version of Shadow of the Colossus as well. So if you ever get a PS4. I think I actually, have I got that? I'm just looking at my shelf. Uh, Jordan gave me his PS4 for a while, but because it's summer and this thing kicks out heat like a motherfucker, he's like, <laughs> clean, clean it out. And I was like, you just give me a PS4 then ask me to clean it out. You can, you can have clean a chore. I know. Uh, so I, I don't think I've got that, but I'll, I'll look it up. Definitely. I, I want to play it because I hear so much about it and it looks like the kind of game that I would love. Eco I know less about, and I think that might be why Shadow of the Colossus is more popular, just because more people know about Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, I mean, Eco was very much uh, a game that I found out about in a magazine, you know, it's, and it was yeah. during an era where I wasn't exactly hanging on the internet watching various trailers and such. There wasn't a, a ton mm-hmm. of hype around it, but just the artistic direction behind that game was what really drew me in. And it's definitely on, if I had a top 20 list of favorite games, it is always on that list. Right. Okay. That's high praise. Right. I'll stick it on my list. All would right. you Would you well, say that that is the Zelda that belongs on this list? Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mask. Uh, well, it's the it's the one from the two thousands, other than Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. Yeah. Um, I would probably say that. Hmm. I mean, I'm a Wind Waker guy. That's my one Zelda game that I really, I mean, besides yeah. Breath of the Wild, that I'm there for. I mean, I I, I can ag- totally agree with you there. Like, Wind Waker was one of the biggest turning points for the franchise because it was like the point where it's the graphics obviously took a massive shift. It was very divisive. But then as soon as everyone played it, pretty much everyone universally loved it because of how charming it is. And the, the gameplay of it is really, really nice in the way it calls back to Ocarina of Time. But I, so, yeah, what were you going to say I, then, John? I've got the list pulled up here. So okay. uh, we'll, we'll list out the Zelda games here from the 2000s and you can let us know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, out of this, if there's anything more deserving. So you've got Majora's Mask, of course, which opened it up. Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, Link to the Past and Four Swords. Uh, the Wind Waker, yeah. Four Swords Adventures, The Minish Cap, Twilight Princess, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, 
Apparently. Oh, spirit tracks. Best yeah, spirit tracks. <laughs> and and, and that is and that is it. So that is yeah. uh, that list. So those last two, uh, spirit tracks and Phantom Hourglass, they were both for the the DS. A lot mm -hmm. of people didn't like them. It it was you attacked with the stylus and moved around with the stylus on the screen. I never played those ones because I, I hated that style of movement that they did with uh, Mario 64 on the DS. Like I thought that was really annoying. Uh, Oracle of Ages and Seasons that you mentioned at the start and Minish Cap, they were all on the on the Game Boy Advance, mm -hmm. I think. And they, uh, they were color. actually brilliant games. Uh, color and Game Boy Advance. Yeah, that's right. The, yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, the Link to the Past and Four Swords was on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, that was like a bundle thing. That, I've got that somewhere as well. Uh, yeah, I do too. It was a cool Ages one. and Seasons, they were actually made by Capcom and they were brilliant games. They mm -hmm. And they could connect together and you could trade between the campaigns with like rings and stuff. Uh, which else was there now? It's hard to say out of those. I, I never really classed the console ones with the They're handhelds. Different. Yeah, it's a very different experience with like the top-down old-style Zelda compared to the 3D ones. But all of those ones listed that you just said, including like the Minish Cap and stuff, they are some of the highest rated Zelda games from the fans. Like it's very hard to class any of them. But that being said, I think Majora's Mask is still probably the most original for what it did. The poster behind me is a Majora's Mask poster. Uh, it is one of my favorites. It's just because it's so weird and the actual time mechanic and the masks mechanics, that is what makes it stand out. So if, if that list is doing best in class, like you said, I could see why it was on there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice stuff. Uh, well, I think uh, we could probably argue for hours and hours on this list uh, yeah. as to what should be on here, which shouldn't, and you know, sequels that should be on there versus prequels. Uh, but let's jump into the other piece here. And it kind of ties in, right? So there's a report that says that Rockstar is uh, trying to remake the PS2 era Grand Theft Auto games. Uh, yeah. I, for one, don't care. Well, <laughs> like, let's tie it back to this last article, too, because they put San Andreas as the number one yeah. on the list. So it's like, is is San Andreas the best of all of that era's GTAs? I think it's better than Vice City in three, just because it's got so much more involved in it. And, you know, looking at them going back and remaking all this stuff, I mean, you can already play San Andreas like on a phone. You can yeah. play San Andreas on basically anything at this point. And I never I never feel that need to like, all right, I need to play it on like my PS5 now or something like they're porting GTA 5 over to PS5. There's going to be three console generations for that one game yeah. like how necessary <laughs> is all this when we probably would all be better off with the GTA six anyways? Yeah. I, 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 I've started to like flip flop on my thoughts on this whole remastering stuff. Cause like you said about rockstar with GTA five, I was getting to the point where I was like, I'm kind of sick of it now. Like there's almost like a miasma of game studios just constantly churning out the same content and the same goes for like nintendo with the even with the zelda games that they keep remastering but just recently i've started to change my stance slightly and i i, I keep thinking to myself that i just want to see new ips and new ips and that's a great thing like wanting to keep seeing new games coming out but i think now that games are easier to make and i want to put that stipulation that they're, they're not easy to make but they're more accessible easy. to yeah easy they're more accessible to make at home on home computers and laptops like that's what i do on the unity engine like i, I that's what i did at uni it's it's a lot more accessible to people to make them at home but with that and i think it's harder to stand out if you make an original ip now and you're an indie dev for example to stand out amongst the hundreds of games that come out every single day on Steam, for example, is very, very difficult. So I think big game studios are looking at that and saying, we know this works. Why take the gamble on these new IPs when we can make the money remaking what we already made and we know it's going to be, people are going to buy it. Well, and, and the source is already there, right? You've already got exactly a huge chunk of it already kind of pre-created mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, if it's a if it's a matter of overlaying with, you know, Nintendo did this with the 3D All Stars. They pretty they much did. just emulated those games. And yeah, they printed yeah. money. 
That's all they, they did. did. So these companies I'm, have found we can just print money by releasing the same stuff with a slight upgrade on the Well, tech. and I'd yeah. like to see the stats because I would be willing to wager that like more than any other game buying like just like an up res remake not like a ground up remake like we can all agree yeah. final fantasy 7 that's a whole different thing but like the just yeah. turn it remaster like i'm so sure that nobody finishes those games like they play a couple hours to appreciate the different graphics and and yeah. kind of see if there's any real quality of life improvement and then they probably never go back and really play it again because they've already had that full experience and like as much as you're looking for that nostalgia to just kind of bring you back and be like, Oh, it's like, it's like a whole new thing. Like I've been kind of getting that with halo and I think it's yeah. awesome how you can go in and just hit that button and just toggle yeah, between the, the graphics. Yeah. I do that all the time and it just blows my mind. Same. But like, I'm not going to play 30 hours of grand theft auto San Andreas clicking that button over and over and like mm -hmm. still have a terrible time chasing the train and stuff like <laughs> i'm just not gonna do all that again i've been there no, i've no. done that yeah i i think it, it really takes a very strong story to make you want to go through it again like you were saying with halo like for example halo 2 when they did the the remastered edition of that like it looks amazing it really does and they're like big iconic stories to experience through a game they're only like it's 12 very hours hard. Though, right yeah, they're not the longest. They're not the longest games. Um, but it's it's hard to redraw on nostalgia, like you're saying. It's hard to dive deep enough to get someone's feelings like that. Like playing the remaster of Majora's Mask didn't get me the same way that playing the original did on the N64. Mm -hmm. You know, it's well, I think same. part of it too is the targeting might not necessarily be us either. It could be individuals that never played these games. You know? That's yeah, what I keep yeah. thinking. Yeah, because you can't market like. I can't imagine kids today feel so compelled to go out and buy old hardware to play these nostalgic titles. Like that's a, that's a people who are collectors thing. That's a people yeah. who grew up with that kind of thing, you know, but like if you want these kids to go back and play what we consider the classics and get, you know, they're like old schooling and, you know, learn the way that we learned, like you got to reprint that stuff. And yeah. I bet yeah. that they don't even make up the most major of those sales figures either. Like how many new players like, well, I don't know. I guess the switch is a phenomenal thing. Cause like I hear all the time about like how they're selling games on switch that like they're doubling the numbers that the Wii U put out just cause nobody yeah. was really yeah. onboarded onto the Wii U. Like you're Zelda man. Did you pick up skyward sword? uh no not the most recent one no i'm still on the fence about it personally like i i actually do have a wii u and i got that for wind waker hd and twilight princess hd because i loved those two games and i, I was like i want to experience them on a nice tv and not have to play it on my crt tv that i don't <laughs> even think i have one anymore to play them unfortunately uh but with skyward sword there's changes to it that are definite benefits to playing it on that platform and I want to do it. I just couldn't justify it at the moment. Like it was, wasn't one of my favorite games. It didn't have the nostalgia draw for me personally, just because of how the original was. Whereas it looks great and the story's good. I will pick it up at some point, I imagine, but not from new when it's like 60 quid, I don't think. Tornado will remain 60 quid for five years from now. <laughs> I know it still will. Cause like <laughs> even Breath of the Wild still 60 quid. It's insane. Yeah, I picked up oh, a Wii Nintendo. U version. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I guess uh at the end of the day, and I've kind of said this in the past too, is I don't mind the remakes and the remasters and such, mm -hmm. so long as it doesn't conflict with some of those new IPs and new reiterations of the series. So, you know, Resident Evil, for example, they obviously produced Resident Evil 8, right? But they yeah. also released what what was it, Ryan? Like one, two, and three, or two and three. Uh, yeah, yeah, two, two and three, three came out recently. recently. Yeah. But it, it but when you look at that timeline, right? Yeah, they release these games, but they released a new version of a game as well. So in my mind, I'm okay with those remakes and remasters. So long as you're putting out new content for those of us that have followed those stories over the years. Uh, you yeah, just yeah, reminded like, me of something I need to call out real quick. Uh, <laughs> anybody that likes resident evil four and long YouTube videos, uh, Noah Caldwell Gervais, my favorite YouTuber just came out with a seven and a half hour 
retrospective on all of the Resident Evil games, wow. and it is awesome. You've got to watch it or listen to it like a podcast. It's the best. <laughs> Jesus, seven and a half hour. He goes through like fifteen of the games, and he's wow. he's a prolific guy. He puts out like these like multi hour like retrospectives going deep into like everything i i love the guy i could listen to him all day so i i shout him out every chance i get oh cool well i'll check I, it out definitely i don't know if i can sit back for seven hours i can't even watch a tv show for three <laughs> you just do chunks chunks at a time chunks oh man dude you don't know me at all <laughs> hey I, My... I just went through the audiobook of stephen king's it and it was 46 hours at 1.2 oh. speed I I am on the audiobook of um uh what is it Wizard and Glass for Stephen King. All right. Oh, I've not and heard it's, that one. Oh, it's part of the Dark Tower series. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah. yeah it's a yeah. uh, book 4, I think. Yeah. And uh yeah, that one's like 27 28 hours. They're insane. Like I, I I want to do the the um the Dark Tower, but it's the only movie I've ever fallen asleep in and I was in like the second row. <laughs> Oh man! And is there yeah. a comic for taste? it? There is a comic for it. Mm. That's there I is. think I've got like a a bundle that I got at like some comic shop and never opened. I would highly recommend you read the uh, the series. And then yeah, that's doing, not going to uh, happen. I'll play Persona no, not, Four before I read those you. books. Talking to Haz, <laughs> I know you. I know you can't read. Uh, Haz read it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've got the Dark Tower series. It's a good series, and uh, I think they're doing a TV show on it too. That's a much better way to do it than a film uh-huh yeah yeah well and you know there's such high expectations on that you can't truncate seven books into one movie no no like it, it'd be like doing lord of the rings in one movie yeah you, you can't you can't do it stephen king writes so much words over and over <laughs> you just yeah. write so much so you, you you've got to break it up like that and i think with the the netflix and the the amazon prime problem that we were saying before i think it's a much better way to do it to have like more space for content and people want it you know we're all still stuck inside mm -hmm. pretty much yeah and a lot of what he's produced over the years like his movies tend to be absolute garbage but when you look at the short stories that have been developed in the movies they tend to be okay like yeah, yeah. dr sleep uh Doctor i have good seen that one. i like I that, that one i was not mm -hmm. expecting that from like i was like wait there's a sequel to the shining that's what I was like. Yeah, I've actually got the the book right there on my shelf because I've after seeing the film, I was like, okay, I've, I think I've got to read the book, and I'm halfway through that as well. It's not as big as The Shining, uh, but I did read The Shining after after watching that as well because I wanted to do them the the book versions, which are different, obviously, than the, mm -hmm. the cinema versions. But I love Stanley Kubrick, and I think the Kubrick film is probably better than the book. I'm sorry, Adam from Bottom of the Stream, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good stuff, man. Um, well, we spent that uh, whole time not talking about Grand Theft Auto. We like opened with like, oh, this is about Grand Theft Auto, and then completely talked about every other game series. Everything like, else. nobody's excited for for these remakes, at least not us. And like, does anybody ever even talk about GTA Four? Like, I like GTA Four. I thought no. that was a great one, but nobody ever talks about it. That's because it was in between, well, five, which has been in market for what like it feels like 20 years at this point the five has been in market uh and obviously san andreas yeah so. and i played crackdown instead which crackdown was great crackdown was awesome i have heard crackdown's good i haven't played it's it myself very good, good yeah. played that the first one's the best one in my opinion yeah end of the day i you know what i would rather see is a remake of the original grand theft auto one and two yes yeah that, that be cool. would be cool sticking with the top down isn't that what they no, did no, no, in no, Chinatown no. Wars? I, I would, On the DS I would say, was like a top-down? I don't recall, but I would say remake in the sense of some top-down, but also like the 3D visualization component. So okay. like anytime that you're, say, outside of a vehicle, 3D, but when you're in the car, 2D. Top-down. Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, I'd be that'd be pretty that. interesting. Yeah. All right, hire me now, Rockstar. There you go, he's on. I'm on it, yeah. <laughs> um well yeah ryan i don't know if we have much else to discuss on grand theft auto we're, we're obviously not too excited about it and you know this week we didn't have an inflation deflation because we had our favorite supreme burrito uh on here thank you uh, i don't think we've had jordan on yet uh no you guys came on our show didn't you that was yeah last year two years ago 
it's, uh, it's about, lockdown yeah. time is playing with my brain. I don't know even know when. What, it would have been oh, when yeah. was when. It yeah. would have been like late 2019, I think. Right. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. So it's quite yeah. a while back. Yeah. I was and we had you on our we had you on our hundredth episode. Did you for uh, for trivia? No, that was Jordan. That was Jordan. Oh, no. oh Jordan that, went on that. I think that oh, was yeah, Jordan. He did go on that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. No insult. Don't don't tell Jordan to listen to this. I won't tell him. Yeah. yeah he might be listening. Listen. He might be. Oh, no, yeah. he can't listen. We're we're he, recorded he, right now. We'll just cut I'm, that out. Oh, we'll edit it out. Right. Cut it out. Yeah. The whole conversation. We'll gone. fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, it won't be. Don't worry, unless there's something crazy. Uh, but yeah, dude, thanks for uh, again for coming on the episode. Always no happy to have you guys on. It's a blast chatting with you. Uh, obviously, we keep touching uh, Twitter dude. and all the fun stuff that we're doing. Yeah, so, shout out all your spots. Uh, you can find us everywhere at Grief Burrito because it's such a weird name that I got it everywhere on every single social. <laughs> So, uh, Grief Breeder and of course, uh, Cephalopod is Cephalopod your uh, podcast app. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we, me and Alex from Ronin Geek Podcast, we developed our own podcast app where you can support all your favorite podcasts straight to them, buy their content, buy their extra little bonus stuff. And yeah, there's a lot of new features coming soon because we've, we've just partnered with some very exciting things, including maybe Podchaser. But that didn't come from me. <laughs> I was about to call out Podchaser actually for you. Yeah, we've we've been talking to him, so hopefully we're going to be getting a roll into a big happy podcast family. Nice, be good stuff, man. Yeah, man. Awesome. Well, uh, of course, you can find us on thegamedeflators.com, at Game Deflators on Twitter, at the Game Deflators on Instagram and Facebook, and um, leave us a review on any of those awesome podcast applications out there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thanks again, Has, for coming on. Always appreciate it. Always fun. We'll have you on again in the future. Uh, This has been episode 145, I believe, of the Game Mm -hmm. Players Podcast, right? Yeah, 145. Uh, My name's John. I'm Ryan. And I'm Harrison. (laughs) And uh, thanks for listening. That was the tits.